in the next segment, we're going to look at an AFC West matchup in Vegas. The Broncos are going at 2-1, joined top of the West with the Chiefs there, um, going up against the Raiders. The Raiders are sitting 0-3, um, there are issues. There always are, let's be honest, there always are. There's always something going on with this Raiders team column. Uh, who, who are you going to pick for this game? Because, like, I, I know we've done a separate Broncos podcast this week and just had it off just talking generally. You know, you would think that the home advantage in Vegas and the way that the, the Raiders can play on their day and the fact that this is now the fourth game for Devante Adams, he's coming into it more. Derek Carr has a lot to prove. The Raiders, regardless of your pick, the Raiders must win this game. Yeah? The season's on the line on Sunday in Vegas. For the Raiders, yeah, you you would imagine it it is. I mean, um, six teams in the Super Bowl era started zero and three and made the playoffs. Six, right? The eighty one Jets, the eighty two Bucks, the ninety two Chargers, the ninety five Lions, the ninety eight Bills, and the twenty eighteen Texans. Um, and the the Chargers did manage to do it, uh, starting zero and four. So there is precedent there um, if the Raiders do go to, to 0-4. This is a divisional game. It's two teams who have long-standing rivalry, who hate each other. Um, you know, there there is no love lost. Uh, and then you add Josh McDaniels into the mix. And there is a whole host of history there. Uh, we have seen it again this week. Um, the um, the Williams story coming out, telling how he'd never been prepared um, like he was under Josh McDaniels. And then he found out that they were recording the opposing teams and suddenly it all made sense. And Tyler Columbus go, going off with some of his stories. Look, if I was to, if you were to, to look at it, um, in some ways, the, the Raiders... The worrying thing for the Raiders is they have found ways to beat themselves. And that, to me, is not a not a good sign. It's a, it's a concern. If they can get out of their own way, um, you know, they, they should be very good. But for whatever reason, they just hasn't worked thus far. The Broncos put in one of the most putrid performances in prime time that you're ever likely to witness and and yet somehow came away with uh, a victory over the the 49ers um and i i don't know what's up with the the raiders and it's it's not making sense to me and the fact that you've seen numerous drops the fact that you've seen adams not get into to games um i i I, I do not expect this to be a classic. I expect plenty of sloppy football from both teams. Um, but I I think that Russell Wilson needs a big performance. The Raiders need uh, a victory. It's one of those, we t- I said it earlier in the, the show, that there were a number of games this week that could absolutely be on the, the toss of a coin. I'm going to say that the Broncos' defense, because Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb are healthy, um, and because the secondary has been playing so, so well, um, that they do, they do enough. But it is an enormous test for this Broncos' defense. Brian, you've been uh, very high in the Raiders going into the season. What have you followed them through through three weeks now going on for three? Have your opinions changed or do you think they'll come good in a few weeks? 
Um, I think it's one game at a time right now, Michael. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the consistency of their offense is not there. The first half against the Chargers in week one, non-existent, came out very strong in the second half, opportunity to win the game at the end, couldn't, didn't materialize. Derek Carr was erratic, his play, his decision-making was poor. Week two, 20 and up at halftime, looked like the game was dead and buried. The, sh- the Cards were coming off a difficult loss in week one, no one foreseen that comeback, they melted in the second half, they only scored three points. Last week, first half down, 24-10 at halftime, come back in the second half, go for a two-point very to tie the game up. They just haven't put four quarters of football together. If they do that, I think then they'll start winning games. But right now, you're struggling to see how that's going to how that's going to come come to fruition. And Adams is struggling. He's not getting the yards. He's been double teamed. Yeah, he's had three touchdowns in three games. And you look at the stats and stats. They say don't know, but it does because he's not getting into the game. Derek Carr three hundred three yards last week, two touchdowns. Most teams will take a quarterback with those numbers every week, but they're not winning the games. I'm with the Broncos on this game, and again, it's more so because. I've been really impressed with the defense. We talked about the the, uh, the Packers defense. She's taken hold of things from halftime in, in the first game. That's what we've seen from the Broncos as well. Since that first half of erratic play, by and large, they've been really good. Um, I don't think it's going to be as close as Combs suggests. Um, I think it, the Broncos will win. Company. I don't think Russell Wilson will have to have an amazing game. I do have my concerns with the Wilson situation. don't think he's as electric as he was in terms of getting out of pocket. I think that... That's probably a conversation from another day, and that concerns me because this rush for the for the Raiders, if it's on its game, you know, can can do damage, and that that would be a worry if the offensive line struggles. But I still think the, the Broncos will find a way to win this game and, and see it out in the fourth quarter. Both marks are going with the Raiders, so nice. At least some somebody's picking the Raiders for the Irish Raiders fans here. Um, and I can imagine now if Mark Hawker was sitting here what he would say about the Raiders and that, and, and that offence. So I get it. Um, the Broncos have been very, very poor for three weeks uh, in terms of their offensive play and, and the mistakes that have been made. And I guess that's going to happen when you've got a, a a young coaching staff. But the reality is the, the buck stops with the play. It, it has not been good enough on the, on, on the offence. Russell Wilson just does not look confident. 59% completion rate. Um people were starting to turn him in the crowd week two week three the game on on sunday night was brutal from both team standards san fran and denver that being said uh, the raiders have been very very poor I, the way i see this game is i feel that the broncos defense will come up i think they'll stop Devontae adams and i think they'll get to Derek carr uh, that being said i think the broncos will win 17 to 14 in and i and i i'll, I'll say it now russell wilson doesn't throw a pass and touchdown in this game it's rush and i think if we're starting to have that situation again four weeks in that's a concern because if a team is sitting potentially three and one top of the west and that's what's going on that's a problem that's a problem down the stretch the problem i think as well is if the offense doesn't get mountain or doesn't get consistency and start putting up good numbers the defence can only hold you in games for so long or throughout the course of a season. You'll come up against a team in a couple of weeks. Like the Colts next week on Thursday night, and right now you'd say, in my eye, that's a Broncos win. But if the Colts were to get the, get the, get the, get the move on this weekend against the Titans and get the offence rolling, and with Taylor there, you're then having to get into a game where you're having to put up 27 points, potentially 24, 27. And right now we can't see the Broncos doing that, but maybe this is, this is the weekend against the Razors defense that has been erratic as well this season so it is a prime for a, a bit of a rebound from the Broncos over the top 
yeah, massive game for both teams in the West connotations. Raiders 0-3, Broncos trying to get another win. And as Brian said, uh, they've got a, as it stands, favourable home matchup next week. Let's see how it goes. Uh, Sunday Night Football is going ahead as it stands at the time of recording. If you're listening to this, it's a Thursday night. Sunday Night Football, the Bucks hosting the Chiefs in a rematch of the Super Bowl from the COVID year that the Chiefs uh, still haven't turned up to. So, uh, looking forward to watching this on Sunday night. Colin, I'm not looking forward to this game at all, mate. Um, I think the Bucks defense will stop the Chiefs. And I think Tom Brady is like a half soggy pack of hot noodle at the minute. And it's, sorry, coconut noodles at the minute. And it just makes me hope that this is a classic, but I don't want to get my hopes up anymore because Sunday night football so far this season has been yeah. Yeah, and um, this is, it, it's hard to say, you know, that both the, these teams are, are sparkling offenses, obviously. Um, you know, though, I, like, the the Bucks will have Mike Evans back, which should make a difference, though they're really struggling to to, to move the ball. Um, they're just, they're handing it to Lenny, but, He's not, you know, the, the yards per carry are, are just minuscule. Um, to me, on on this, I, I the the you can it's difficult, it's very difficult to run on the the box. Um, but the thing is, the Chiefs don't tend to, to run anyway, um, and they don't they don't have good running backs uh, at the at the moment. And Andy Reid, even when it goes one or two bad plays, he seems to move away from the run immediately and. Um, sometimes to his and the team's detriment. Um, I I think, though, that the the Chiefs got, they, last week, they had it, and they, they messed it up. They beat themselves. The special teams play was just horrific. From the first muff punt to more jumping out of the way uh, of the, the next punt, uh, to the missed kicks, um, to... Chris Jones giving away that absolute killer penalty. I mean, they they should have won that game and what he was thinking. Um, you know, uh, the Mara has to, he brought in the taunting rule and I think that's impacted on everything. And I I think the whole thing is crazy, but it is there and players need to realize it. Um, and it's 15 yards and it absolutely kills you when, when it happens. So um, the, and Chris Jones have been having such an impressive game. And um, if you, if you've seen some of the, the stats in terms of that have come out this week, he's getting double teamed and he's still performing, but that was a killer penalty. I do think the chiefs will have learned from that. I think the Bucks still need to get some, some players back. Um, I'm, I'm going to, it's, it's another one. I'm going to say that the chiefs win, could it be the Bucks? Absolutely, it it could, but the Bucks would need it to be a low, low scoring game, I think, for them to to win. So, you look at the Chiefs' first three opponents going into the season. Everybody felt they were going up against explosive offenses, and I would give the Chiefs credit more so than teams stuttering at the start of the season. They held it. They held the cards in check. They held the the, the charges in check for large parts of the game. Obviously, hit the, the pick six, and last week against Colts offense, which in fairness has been quite poor for the first two weeks, for large parts of the game they couldn't do a lot. And Brady hasn't done a lot this season. Again, we're still a, that divided opinion with it. Brady not being a hundred percent committed, and he's off the, he's off his game. He's 
head is elsewhere, or it's just a case that there's so many injuries, the offensive line is not what it was, and they just can't get the ball moving. And I think that's going to continue on Sunday, and I am surprised the game's not being moved, but we will see it being played in Tampa on Sunday, and I think the Chiefs' defence will dominate, and once they dominate, but they'll find ways to keep Brady in check, they'll keep the scores down, and I think it's been a long week for the Chiefs. They really should have won that game last week. I know I was crowing about the fact that I picked the the Colts in that game. But the reality is the Chiefs did everything to lose that game. They missed field goals. Kelsey dropped the ball twice in the end zone. They should have had that game done a lot earlier. And they left the Colts hanging around. I don't think that'll, that'll be the case on Sunday. I think they'll come out. They recognise they've got to win the game. One of the t- you know, there's an, there's an AFC West game going ahead, going on earlier that evening. They'll already impact of that game. So for me, I think the Chiefs are gonna win this game. As Brian uh, Brian mentioned, um, well, first off, Mark Cockrell picking the Chiefs, Hoagie picking the Chiefs. As as Brian mentioned, um, you know, I I have got the Chargers winning this weekend, and you've obviously got that situation where the Chiefs go in, and there's been an AFC West matchup, and and the Chiefs like look, they're they're professionals, they're going to be worrying about themselves this week four, and they don't care about the rest of the division as it stands because where they are in the division, but they're going to have a look on that Broncos Raiders game, they're going to want to see what's going on. Never mind the Chargers game, and um, they're the better team offensively defensively they've got a quarterback that can throw the ball to certain weapons i'll give you an example travis kelsey for one um i can't see how tom brady is going to pass the ball efficiently to cole beasley on an offense where as it stands at the minute he's only been in there about six or seven days that offensive style is not suited to his play so that's not good for him lenny i'll be torn up by the defense he might get a few runs but he won't be effective enough to win the game for the bucks and um, the only thing that the bucks can hold on to is the defense in the chiefs sorry is, is their defense going up against the chiefs and if they can get to mahomes and stop him in terms of getting the ball down the field and the safeties play well then they've got a chance the reality is it's going to be very very difficult for them like Shaquille Barrett uh, Winfield Jr are going to have to have games Russell Gage is going to have to go off Cameron Britt's going to have to go off and I just can't see it and I I do have concerns about Tom Brady this season um, and I feel that once we get to like week 6 week 7 we can have a mature discussion about it his if, if he had the weapons that Mahomes had okay but he doesn't and he's not being protected as well on the offensive line he doesn't look as mobile mobile or uh, i've been watching too much game tip or commentary he doesn't look as mobile or as confident more importantly in my opinion in his play that he has done in, in the past and for that reason I'm, I'm taking the chiefs clean sweep five people go for the chiefs in this game is is any does anyone think the bucks have a chance at least or? oh yeah no i think that i think they have a, a chance as, as i said i think you know you you don't want to be betting against Brady, um, and I think the fact that it's a clean sweep is is worrying uh, a little bit. Um, but I, you know, they just lack the the weapons, and the fact that they, you know, they're struggling to to run it is the the issue. the The Chiefs' defense is has been pretty good. You couldn't put um, the struggles on the the defense, and so that's why I, um, I've. I've gone into to lean on the the chiefs for this but uh, I, I don't i don't envisage this being like a you know a, a chief blowout or anything like that um in terms of uh teams winning or you know like one person out of all of us picking um picking teams this weekend i'll not give away the london pick but you know uh <laughs> the, everyone's picked dallas 
Everyone's picked Detroit. Everyone's picked the Chargers. Hoagie's the only person picking the Titans. Matt Bryan's the only person picking the Jaguars. Um, I'm picking the Jets. Everybody else is picking the Steelers. Um, the Arizona Cardinals match is probably the most mixed game of the weekend. Uh, two lads, both Marks picking Vegas. And Monday Night Football is an interesting one, which we'll talk about on Monday night, but we'll talk about that then. Is there any questions or anything that everybody wants to go over before uh, I get my sleep, before I go to London in the morning? Yeah, any, just uh, uh, an interesting one. And thanks to everyone, obviously, for all the comments that are coming through. It's uh, it's great to, to see, and we always do love the, the fan engagement. Um, but we did have a question in uh, around kind of um, running backs and given the importance of running backs um, and, and the way in which they uh, set the, the tone. Um, why don't they they get paid and, and do, they, do they deserve um, big contracts? Um, Brian, we'll go to you first on, on that, uh, given uh, you know, that Saquon is uh, looking decent again this season. Well, it was a big question for the Giants at the end of the season. What they do with Saquon because he's going to want to get paid. The reality is for running backs, there's too much wear and tear on a running back. The tires, the tread, in terms of how much yards, what's expected of them in the games, that you could be offering a player five or six year contracts, and they could find themselves getting struggling with severe injuries. And it's more so down to the fact of the level of impact that the guys have. So, and it's such a recyclable business for running backs. Like you see last year, it was um, Wilson the 49ers uh, running back who became officially the, the first running back this year only to get injured in week one and be gone for large parts of the season. He was a six-round pick. You know, we've seen players in the past. I, I, I think back to Matt Forte of the Bears. He was picked in the second round. Goes in on his opening night in, in the, the, you know, with the new stadium. Goes in, rocks in an 80-yard touchdown, becomes straight away an absolute home digger of a running back. He had a great career there. You just, just so many players and so much value in the draft to get running backs in the latter rounds and they turn out to be great players in their career that they don't need to be getting the, the money the lucrative contracts and what the players want it i can understand why the gms are reluctant to do it because they've got to make sure that other players and you've got to make sure your offensive line is paid your quarterback's paid worried receivers it's too many players to go around and i can understand why running backs don't get paid but there is a few and far between that really do get the big contracts and and they do deserve it at times michael I compare it to having a car and having a phone. I bought a car two weeks ago and I already know from driving it for the last three weeks that it'll do me for 15 years because it's just not using any petrol at all because it's a hybrid and everyone knows that it charges itself and I don't have any issues uh, and I could have a battery that fails. That's fine. That means, like for example, a quarterback could break their leg and their career could be ruined because of it. But a phone, your battery goes down and down every day. Your, your battery life will eventually go the the thing but the thing about running back is um we've seen so many examples over the last few years where a running back has a great season but you, you can never fully rely on them um like look at christian mccaffrey like uh, like none of us would, would put money in him playing the whole season it's not going to happen and if i was a gm of a team or a head coach or whoever i would not be not be given un, unless they're incredible like we're talking oj simpson level here like in terms of ability on the field um there we go took week four to get the oj thing in um i just can't see i can't see the benefit for a team to leverage a contract over uh, over a running back and and look at the whole situation in dallas with, with ezekiel elliott the the contract situation there's crazy the financial hit for the cowboys is too much so 
take it easy bring in a fifth or sixth rounder um, and see how you get on I mean like my team Colin's team brought in Lindsay for a couple of years and it worked out there was he was undrafted so there's plenty of examples of boys coming in doing well now with quarterbacks it's different and you have to pay them um, but that's a conversation I think for a different chat and we can talk about Kirk Cousins on Sunday for three hours maybe potentially one of the the in, the interesting things, um, and I think you guys have uh, summed it up really well, but one thing that has always stood out to me around the injury piece and, and how unpredictable it is, is Frank Gore, the man who, who played for 100 seasons. Frank Gore tore his ACL twice in college. And then Frank Gore came into the, the NFL, which is the, the bigger, badder, tougher environment. <laughs> Frank Gore was never injured. He was truly uh, Frank the, the tank. Um, so a lot of the time it, it doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, as, as you said, the problem is we've seen it with Alvin Kamara. We've seen it with Christian McCaffrey. We've seen it time and time again. Such wonderful talents. But the the level of punishment that you, that you take um as a, a running back and and where you can um bring guys in that's the the issue but you hate to see it because these guys take phenomenal punishment and a lot of them really deserve a lot more money than they they are getting um but yes we uh we are at the the end of our thursday thursday night show uh, again do- that's it forever yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> just pack it in <laughs> until until until, uh, until sun, Sunday morning at 9.30 yeah make sure folks if you're heading over to London you set the recorders Ross no run Fair City in Brian's case I'm bringing some tea bags over lads uh, 100% because I'm not using the tea bags in Tottenham Stadium no offence to Tottenham but I, I need to feel somewhat at home if you're over in London this weekend you see us give us a shout say hello uh, Brian will be outside Chick King for personal appearances from five past twelve, I'm actually going to be there at like twelve o'clock. So if you do see me, give me a shout. <laughs> I have to do a thing. I have to record a thing. Anyway, looking forward to the game on Sunday. We're live at nine thirty on Sunday morning, uh, give or take, even if it rains. So we will see you then. Uh, Grammy Ogden, I'm lads. Have a good night. Yeah, all the best. Bye bye.